Explore your thoughts. Learn what you think you already know. We're taking you on a journey to the other side. Welcome again, everyone, to another edition of The Other Side. You've seen all the police jury interviews from all the different districts. Now we're shifting gears to a little bit higher profile election. We're going to be interviewing the sheriff candidates starting from here on out. We'll be releasing the four candidates for sheriff in Avalos Parish. Currently with me, our first candidate that we're interviewing is Sean Mayu. Uh, Sean, uh, thank you for coming on the program. We can use this opportunity to get your message out to the people. Uh, yes, sir. Get everyone to share it, and every and you can tell people why they should vote for you, why you're qualified. And I'm gonna let you go ahead and give a little introduction about yourself, your background, uh, your work history, and what you think qualifies you to become sheriff. Okay, uh, my name is Sean Mayu uh, from Evolves Parish. Uh, I basically uh, started law enforcement in approximately 1990 in the Balls Parish Jail, working for Bill Belt, uh, approximately three years. Uh, after that, I went to the Marksville City Police for approximately a year and a half, close to two years, uh, on patrol. And uh, I went to the Sheriff's Department on patrol because they had an opening. And uh, back then, money was a, a fact that we weren't making very much, and I had a $400 raise coming to me in a vehicle going to the sheriff's department so i took advantage of it went over there stayed approximately six to seven years and uh, learned a lot on patrol working for the parish i got to see how things uh operated and and uh basically get the knowledge of what i think uh, needs to be done in this parish for the future and then after that in 2001 i put in for the federal bureau of prisons in pollock louisiana and i was hired and worked approximately 13 years as a uh, correctional officer. I was also the self-defense instructor. Uh, I went to different trainings for uh, use of force, um, how to escalate um, situations if the uh, we needed to escalate and de-escalate if we needed to de-escalate and be as professional as possible. And um, that's pretty much when it comes to experience. I have about 40 years of martial arts that uh, I used to teach self-defense, and I could also teach the patrol deputies and uh, correctional officers to be better prepared to defend themselves and also to defend the uh, uh, the staff in case we have a, a serious situation. Also defend the inmates if we need to defend the inmates from being uh, hurt in any kind of way possible. Yeah, it seems nowadays there is a lot of talk about police brutality and things. And, and, uh, and of course, you and I, we, we, we trained before together in uh, right. Balls Martial Arts and but uh, I know you've talked about you've had you've been encountered in incidents before the where martial arts saved your life as a correctional officer. Correct. Yes. Yes. So that that could be a very good skill to pass on to the officers. There's ways to right. subdue someone without, you know, Ca causing, causing fatal, injury. fatal injuries. Right. That's correct. And also protect yourself from knife attacks, gun attacks, things like that. Right. So, Sean, tell us why are you running? Basically, for the uh, kids, our kids and grandkids of this parish, uh, I think we need to clean up the parish, first of all. If you look at the side of the road, you see a lot of trash on the side of the roads, inside the bayous, the rivers. Uh, we have inmate labor. Uh, it's not being used at this point. I think we need to use it, get back to the old ways of having uh, road crews going out, cleaning up the trash in the bayous, the sides of the roads, uh, the rivers. Uh, 
Because when you ride like in spring bike, per se, you hit a washing machine or you hit a tire. I think all that needs to be out the way so our kids and grandkids could enjoy everything we enjoyed when we were kids. And uh, also uh, with the crime. I mean, there's a lot of crime in the parish that has to be addressed. Uh, a lot of situations that aren't being solved that I think uh, I'd be good at solving it. Uh, I worked as a lieutenant in a federal prison, did a lot of investigations. Uh, I know it needs to be done, and I'll, I'll basically stay busy working until it is done, until we, we solve these crimes. And this will be a daily thing. I'm going to update families every two weeks uh, as to what's going on with their, their situation. But they're not going to have to call and ask every uh, week trying to figure out what's going on or, or every month. Um, it's a lot of things that I want to do for this parish that uh, I'm very capable of. I have the knowledge and corrections. Um, and a lot of my, um, I've been in corrections a long time, so that's a specialty and also patrol and investigation. So I'm ready on all fronts. Um, I can run a budget. I know how to, uh, deal with money. I know how to get grants and I know how to make things happen for this parish. And that's why I'm running for sheriff. So Sean, why are you choosing now to run? You, uh, you have a lot of experience in the prison systems and, um, as deputy, as a lieutenant, and also you work for the parish as well. Any yes. any particular reason why you choose it now and say not last term or term before? What what, what sparked you yes, to run now? Yes, I had now? to finish, uh, completely retire, and I had to retire a couple years early early because of injuries at the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Uh, I don't want to sit at home basically and look at the wall when I have a lot of knowledge that I can share with this parish to make things better for our kids and grandkids. And uh, for crime, basically to fight crime and, and also narcotics in this parish. So you'll be running against, well, there's three other uh, contenders, but but basically you're trying, you'll be unseating David Doza. Right. What are your thoughts on the current incumbent? Uh, any, anything personal or just something you think you can do better as a sheriff? Nothing personal. Um, he had patrol experience too. Uh, corrections, I uh, have a lot more corrections. In fact, I think I'm the only one with correctional experience that can make a difference in the jail and uh, dealing with the inmates with work programs, uh, get them back into the churches, uh, working in different areas, uh, work release. Basically a lot of people are missing it. It's been taken away from what I understand. And, uh, the churches need the labor. They don't have the money to hire people. And, uh, basically that's the reason I want to be in there. Yeah. And I, I've, I've heard you in another interview. You talked a lot about, um, bringing creating animal shelters and everything in the parish can you tell us a little bit about that yes uh, me and my wife have two rescues and we, we believe it's important to have a place for animals when they're out there uh, hungry on the streets and thirsty and the shelters can take in so many and then they start looking for homes for these animals and it's hard to find homes and a lot of people uh, 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 for some reason uh, put them on the streets whether it's they're unable to provide for them or they're tearing up their house inside or ruining their property. And we got to have a place to put these dogs. And a lot of organizations, sheriff's departments, uh, different organizations, police juries, uh, never really focus too much on that. And I think, you know, these are uh, God's animals and we need to take care of them. And I'm going to do whatever I can in the position to take care of these animals. And I'll be getting the monies from grants that are United States wide that are not being uh, sought after and used. And uh, so Sheriff's Department money will not be used very much at all. It's going to be grants, and uh, and we're going to have a grant writer who's going to make this happen. Okay, okay so, Sean, so your, uh, your hopes of becoming 
Sheriff, this election season, I'm sure you, you have a plan in place and we have a few a few questions about that. What are your what are your plans? So do you have any any people that you have as far as part of your cabinet, you know, your chief deputy or anything? Do you have yes. anyone picked out just yet? Yes, my chief deputy, uh, Randy Norman. He's been with the sheriff's department um, and, the, and he worked for the state also uh, for many, many years. The state, I'm not sure his time, the sheriff's department, probably a good 20 years. And he knows that, that jail inside and out. And uh, he worked under the uh, Bills administration. And I worked with him too. He's, he's a real good, dependable guy. And, and a lot of people uh, trust him and like him. And uh, that's why I'm picking him for my chief deputy. Do you have anyone else picked out? Any, uh, I have a couple people yet? I'm thinking about, but uh, we hadn't really talked Still about it too much yet. Still not solidified yet. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Just this morning, as of today, doing the interview, the, um, early this morning, they had some escapees from DC3, which is the women's jail in Cottonport. Right. <clears throat> Every so often, we get... <clears throat> Some that, you know, from whether it's DC1, which is the Vols Parish jail that we're familiar with on Highway 1, and DC3 is in Cottonport. Right. Do you have any, what are your thoughts on that? What, what, what are your plans to maybe make that a little bit more secure? To, it seems like every so many months we have a few people trying to escape. What, what right. are your plans with that? Well, as a first lieutenant of the Federal Bureau of Prisons, our job was to make sure that the fences were good. And if we need to beef them up, we'd beef them up with Constantina wire or whatever's needed. Uh, we'd walk around the jail and see uh, weaknesses that need to be uh, dealt with and fixed. And that's what I'll be doing as soon as we, uh, if I'm elected, as soon as we get in, we'll be going around the inside of the jail, uh, having inmates put out on the yard and looking through every inch of the inside of the jail to see if it's vulnerable and fix whatever it is, if there's anything. And then we'll go to the fence, which I know by looking at it, it's not an adequate fence for the for either one from DC one to DC three, we'll be uh, getting with the National Guard to put Constantina wire, maybe three or four more rows, so that if they do get past the door or any kind of um, issue with the jail, they will not be able to get over the fence. And that's that's what we we're gonna plan to do, and that's what we're gonna get right. So for the added security, and and this is uh, kind of circles back on a previous question we talked about with the animal shelter. What where do you plan on getting the the funds? For the animal shelters and then the, you know, let's say the Grants. Constantina wire. Grants for the Constantina wire. They have them out there. They also have them for cop cars, police cars. You can get black and white cars. For every uh, 10, I believe you can get four uh, with federal monies. Anyway, we have to look at it. But the Constantina wire, we can get grants for that. I already spoke to somebody who's a grant writer. And shouldn't cost the sheriff's office much at all, if any. And we're going to get that place beefed up and... uh if the, the people get out of the building somehow, we want to make sure they don't get over the fence because these are our families out there. And uh, we don't know if these inmates are going to be dangerous or not. We don't want them uh, stealing keys, breaking in the houses and that kind of things, that kind of thing. So is that the same thing for the animal shelters? It'd be through federal grants? Federal grants. That's what the, 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 the goal is. Yes, yes. Or we'll uh, raise some kind of money. We don't want to use sheriff's office budget per se uh, for that kind of thing because we want to make sure we have the money to, to run our uh, criminal division and uh, patrol and corrections although once i look at it i'll see if we have money for that but it, grants are pretty much where we're going to get our money to run that animal shelter and it's definitely something we're going to do all right sean just recently maybe a maybe a month ago or something like that they had a i believe it was a 
a bum thread at Marksville High School. This day and age, you turn the TV on, there's a shooting somewhere. There's always something in, you know, a lot of, a lot of these situations is, is mishandled, like down in uh, Uvalde, Texas and, and other places. Will you have a plan in place, you know, that's practiced and rehearsed, you know, where a, a, a concrete plan to get in there if there is an active shooter, whether it's not just a school, maybe Walmart even, but but in particular, you know, talking about schools. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, basically, I'm going to have my patrol officers uh, well-trained. So if they're first on the scene, whether it's the first officer or two officers, uh, they're going to go in automatically and find the shooter, the perpetrator. They're not going to hesitate. They're going to go because that's their job. That's what they get paid to do. They pay to, uh, paid to protect the teachers and the kids, and that's exactly what they're going to do. Uh, then we're going to have what's called a SART team, a special operations team. So what we do there is we have two five-man teams. They have all gear. Um, we'll have a shield that's bulletproof. That man will go in first, the other four men behind him, and then they'll go after any perpetrator inside the building. But like I said, the first one or two people showing up, their job is to go in there and confront the perpetrator and do whatever it takes to bring him to justice. Is this something that you've acquired knowledge from working at the Federal Bureau of Prisons? Yes, the SART team, definitely, yeah. The Federal Bureau of Prisons. And uh, as far as the patrol thing, we were taught years ago, uh, we don't wait when there's a, a active shooter or active person doing something. We engage right away because that's our job and uh, we're equipped with the the pistol and the different things on our belts that we needed, whether it's chemical mace or, or the stun gun. And uh, we took an oath to protect and serve, and that's why we're going to go in without hesitation. It, it will not be like Evaldi. It's gonna be, we're going to go straight in and confront the perpetrator. And everyone on that team will be highly trained on how and when to use exactly. the, the, the proper force yeah, at we'll, the right we'll be time. be properly trained and know exactly what to do. And that includes on traffic stops and everything as well. Exactly. Uh, so they know to de-escalate a situation. And if they have to escalate uh, up to where the guy is, basically to bring him uh, back down or to justice, whatever it is, that's what we'll do. And they'll be properly trained. Right. So we'll shift gears a little bit, Sean. What are your, they, they have throughout the parish, there's a lot of topics going on, you know, like in the school board district, you know, there's the home rule charter and then there's a few other things that are going on back and forth with the police jury and, and other organizations. But another big topic of discussion is term limits. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on, on term limits? Term limits uh, for the sheriff's department? Yeah. Uh, as sheriff, I would say, uh, as long as people have trust in you, you're doing a good job, I'd say there shouldn't be any term limits. That's just my opinion because uh, when a person gets in there and he's doing the right things and treating the people right and getting things done, uh, I think people build up that trust in him, and I, I believe he ought to stay if that's the case. Now, it's not always the case, but if it is, I think a uh, sheriff should be able to stay as long as he's being productive. As long as he's getting voted by the people. Right. So whenever you become sheriff, your life is going to change. Right. right there's a won't be much free time there's gonna there's always gonna be an issue weekends holidays not just the events that you'll be attending church fairs and whatever yes but there's always crime there's always things going on so as far as an open door policy i know you probably maybe can't get to every single purse every single gripe that comes your way but but how in depth do you plan on engaging with 
um, your the constituents public. with yeah with the public yes. as far as an open door policy. By the sheriff's office, anybody can come in and talk to me. Uh, I'm not going to just push them aside like some sheriffs have done in the past, letting them talk to their chief deputy or detectives and all. If they want to speak to me, they voted me in, they'll be able to speak to me. So you better make arrangements to, uh, obviously may right. not be there at that time, but you will yes. make arrangements where they can go speak to you personally. Right. And if it's not the sheriff's department, it could be at other places as well. If they feel more comfortable doing that. Right. So uh, on the ballot, what... What is your number? 55. Number 55. Number 55, Sean Mayu. So, Sean, any closing thoughts that you would like to speak to the voters? Uh, why should they vote for you? Something that you can do different. This is your chance. You can just tell everyone in the Vols Parish. Why should they vote for Sean Mayu, number 55? Okay. Um, basically... Animal rescue is going to be important. Uh, if, you, if that's something important to you, please consider me for the position. Uh, community policing, I'd like to do a sheriff's camp again for our kids. Uh, have sports uh, with the police officers and the kids and correctional officers to give them trust to come talk to us if they have issues so they're not afraid of the police per se, where they, they may, you know, some people intimidated by the police. We don't want that. Uh, narcotics team, we're going to bring back the old style narcotics team where we're going to go after people with fentanyl, cocaine, all the heavy drugs, whatever it is, uh, to protect our kids so they can have jobs. And uh, that's going to be a big thing for me. Clean up the parish. We're going to go to the sides of the ditches, the, the bayous, clean up everything. So when we pass away, our kids will have a nice place here, uh, just like we had back in the old days. Uh, as you can see, it's getting pretty rough out there right now. Uh, corrections. We're going to make sure the jails are secure and uh, ran correctly, clean. Uh, going to make sure that the inmates have a, uh, work details to go to so they can also uh, learn a skill when they get out so they can get a job instead of going back to being whatever they were prior to the incident. Uh, patrol, we're going to beef it up and have zones. Some I have four to six officers instead of two or three, and I'm going to make sure they're in zones, Some in Sims, one in Simsport, one in Effie, one in different areas of the parish for quick response for the taxpayers because the taxpayers deserve that. If you pay into taxes, uh, we, we, uh, the sheriff needs to be able to take care of you quickly. Make sure you feel safe. And that's pretty much it. Um, please consider me number 55 on the ballot. And I'm going to bring a lot of experience with me. And I want to make sure that uh, we have a, a great parish here. Animals are taken care of. And all the people are taken care of. And also uh, the inmates and the public. We want to make sure everybody's treated fairly. And that's pretty much it. Well, Sean, I'll thank you very much for coming out on the program. I think it's very important for this parish. I know I say this on every podcast, but but it yeah. really is important. Thanks for having it, me, Lance. This is a good way to get your message out and all sides. This is an unbiased podcast. Well, I'll be interviewing your other three competitors, okay. and we'll let the people decide on which direction they want to go in the parish. So okay. number 55, Sean Mayu, I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching another edition of The Other Side. Thanks for having me, man. I wanna be like you